0: welcome back to the movie babble podcast this week you've got myself colin and i'm joined by nick and brennan as we break down the memorial day weekend for 2019 with the opening of aladdin brightburn and book smart and as always you can check us out online at
1: moviebabelreviews.com
0: breaking down this week's top five and this is a four-day weekend for memorial day we've got aladdin opening up at number one with 112.7 million domestic followed by john wick chapter three in its second week at 31 million domestic avengers endgame in week five still hanging on in number three at 22.3 million domestic Detective Pikachu is in the number four spot with 17.275 million. And the number five is rounded out by Brightburn, debuting at 9.5 million this week. So Aladdin is the winner uh, by a lot. (laughs) Um, I know it's not a huge surprise. There was a little bit of doubt, just kind of how this movie would perform. Um, There hasn't seemed to be as much anticipation as there was for, you know, The Lion King coming out soon. Uh, definitely a much stronger er, uh, enthusiasm for this movie than I saw around Dumbo. Um, What did you guys think of it?
2: Yeah, I think that its performance overall was... um, I I don't know where to kind of project this film in terms of opening weekend. I think that you had a lot of uh, negative negative marketing uh, early on. There was a lot of negative buzz surrounding this film. Um, But kind of as we got closer and closer to its release, um, things started a little bit more positive. I think people were a little bit more open-minded to the idea of this live-action Aladdin. So I think that 112 million over the four days, 90 million for its three days. That's a pretty strong start for this movie. I think it needed the Memorial Day uh, bump to really uh, make it a success. It opened up to over 200 million dollars worldwide this weekend. So I think it's well on its way to making a good profit. Um, I haven't yet seen the movie. I'm going to be seeing it tomorrow, but I'm I'm hearing mixed things for sure. Uh, but I think that this film is definitely going to be one that gets a couple hundred million does much better than Dumbo. Maybe it's a $500 million uh, picture by the end, but I think this is a pretty good start for them. Yeah,
1: I think that 500 number is pretty reasonable. I mean, they're probably hoping for that because this budget's 183 million. So uh, it's not cheap. And so if you figure maybe two and a half times the production budget to earn a profit that puts it somewhere in the 400 million zone for break even so yeah definitely 500 is probably the goal here um and like you said there's a, a lot of different opinions on this movie uh i didn't really care for it uh it's just it, it was just a movie that i saw i feel like, like i say that a lot but it's just i had no response to it at all it didn't excite me It didn't anger me it was just a, a movie that it's basically a recreation of many famous scenes from the uh, animated movie. Uh, so it's just didn't leave an impression on me. You know, I'm interested to see if that's kind of how a lot of people see it because um, it didn't have great buzz like, going into this week, as you mentioned before, Brennan. So uh, I'm I'm actually very curious to see what this movie does next weekend uh, for that week to week drop because I could re- I mean, it, legs are always important, but I think that's really going to be a telling uh, is really, really telling for Aladdin. But uh, didn't uh, this movie didn't do much for me? So I'm interested. I think Colin, you were a little you were a little higher on this movie than I was. Yeah, I was a little more
0: optimistic going into it, just because I am a pretty big Guy Ritchie fan. I love The Man from Uncle, which he did like man three or four years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sherlock Holmes, and you know, just kind of his signature style. And I enjoyed this movie. Um, pretty much every time Will Smith was on screen, like he's just he's just having fun out there, like. <laughs> He yeah. does so much for the movie just by being there. Um, and I really liked what they did with Jasmine. I think they could have done it a little bit more elaborately. Um, and her kind of fierce independent woman arc does, does fall a little bit apart towards the end. But yeah, there's really nothing new here. I think they kind of opened the door for some new stuff, but we're too caught up in just like walking down your favorite parts of Aladdin uh, from the original Aladdin. To really explore all the potential that it had so i enjoyed it i don't really love it i thought it was fine for what it was but i mean it's not It's it's never going to be the original and i still kind of stand by the idea that the only like really worthwhile like this is just a good movie in general disney remake is the jungle book i think honestly aladdin might be like my number two but that's just like the state of the other remakes, not necessarily yeah. Aladdin itself.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I really like the the Kenneth Branagh Cinderella movie as well. I think that movie is really solid um, from a couple years ago. But yeah, that's that's so right. Um, I was actually really surprised too that I really liked Will Smith in this movie as well. Um, he's every time he's in the actual blue genie CGI, it's horrifying. Uh, it's just <laughs> really bizarre to look at, and his head's the same size, and he has this really swollen neck, and it's just that it it's weird. It, I I'm, I think I had nightmares the night I saw it <laughs> for that, seeing that, but yeah, he's really good at really entertaining. And there's only so many like energetic people that would work in this role. And, and I think Will Smith is actually pretty good at it. And his rapport with uh, Mina Masood is actually really solid. And I'm actually really looking forward to see what uh, Mina Masood does next because he showed me a little something I thought he was really charismatic. Um, in this movie but I think it's just this movie it just kind of it shows how difficult it is to just do these remakes to begin with Uh, it's you're having so many people that really wanted to look like the original and sound like the original and do everything like that but then there's also people probably like me who probably wanted to do something different and there's a kind of there's a tough balancing act to to do there to really satisfy both parties so um, it's tough to pull these movies off and I think it's just a matter of where you fall in that line of, if you just want to see the original again, or you just want something different is how you'll feel about this movie. Um, so it's not, it's not terrible. I just, yeah, like I said, I just have, I just have no response to it. And, uh, (laughs) um, at all, it's just, it's a C movie for me. It's just nothing. It's, it's decently produced. It's there. Uh, (laughs) it just exists. And I, yeah, I I will say one last thing. Um, yeah uh what's his name uh is it billy magnuson is that isn't his first name yeah <laughs> uh, he is fucking hysterical in this movie uh he has he plays the uh the uh, awkward prince from i think it's like scottish irish something something weird um but he just says he has this bizarre accent you can tell that he's like trying to hold back a laugh as he's talking and it's really funny Uh, every time he talks, I like burst out laughing. And so yeah, it's, this movie has its moments, but it's fine. I it's whatever.
2: (laughs) Yeah. One thing I wanted to highlight, uh, quickly about Memorial day weekend in general for films is that, uh, lately I think we're starting to see a trend where, um, the biggest release of the Memorial day weekend is one that needs the Memorial day bump. I think last year with solo, we had a film that, uh, had a lot of, uh, doubters just because of what was going on behind the scenes. And then also, um, just because of what happened with the last Jedi kind of splitting the fandom, I think, uh, and the year before that we had a uh, Pirates of the Caribbean five, mm-hmm. um, which is a film that, uh, personally as a big Pirates of the Caribbean fan, I didn't really enjoy. And I think that's one that you kind of start seeing the franchise really go downhill in terms of, uh, returns, uh on a, on the domestic side of things. So they needed the Memorial day bump. So I think we're starting to see that sort of thing. Cause I think with, with Aladdin, you have a ninety million dollar three three-day uh, take, which is pretty good. But I think if you put this on, uh, in a weekend that isn't Memorial day, uh, I think that this, this doesn't do as well. So I think we're going to start seeing that trend for the next uh, couple of years. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And, Cause the year,
1: the year before that was also, um, oh, which movie it was? I just saw it. Oh, it was an okay. X-Men apocalypse apocalypse and then the year before that was Tomorrowland, um and yeah it's it's an interesting uh little quirk there that i think you pointed out
0: yeah i mean before we move away from aladdin a little bit i do want to commend it just it's kind of dedication to representation so like this movie uh entered production a little bit late because they couldn't find aladdin like that was a big struggle for them whenever this was you know like a year and a half two years ago Mm -hmm. um but it does bring a, a group of you know middle eastern uh, southwest asian uh, arabic people that don't really have a lot of these big budget movies that represent them and so it's nice to kind of see that um with such a high profile movie because um, there was you know it wasn't as pronounced but there was controversy when the original came out that you know it is pretty much a bunch of white people voicing aladdin and jasmine and everybody so mm-hmm. it was nice to see that brought to life authentically
1: yeah for sure. that is sure. that is interesting i wonder if that delay in production was part of the reason why this movie is a lot of green screen. I wonder if, mm-hmm. they, I wonder if they didn't have enough as much time in pre-production cause they were so wrapped up in, a, in that casting search, but I don't know. That's a, just something to think about there. Yeah, this was
0: uh, open call sheet casting for a decent amount of time because they literally could not find somebody. <laughs> um, um, so that was, you don't really see that a whole lot with something that this high profile had already had a release date lockdown
2: hmm
0: so yeah that's kind of I think pretty much most of what there is to say about Aladdin uh, So we can, move, <laughs> we can move on into the number two spot this week which is John wick chapter 3 which crossed 100 million at the box office this week um, as the first Keanu Reeves movie to do so since like I think the matrix uh, revelations third one uh, which is pretty impressive I did get a chance to see it this week. This movie is insane and it is worth every minute you
1: spend in that theater. (laughs) I love this movie so much. It is outrageous. Oh my gosh. I I can't get (laughs) off of it. So great.
0: (laughs) I love how the, the stakes and just the action in every John Wick movie are just upped. Like I think in this movie, Keanu maybe has like 20 lines of dialogue. Like there's just, yeah. It starts off fighting. It ends fighting. And about every every 15 minutes, Keanu will have like one sentence to say, like, I am. And then it'll just go back to shooting people again.
1: <laughs> that is true. There's an inverse relationship between the amount of action in these movies and the amount of uh, words that Keanu Reeves says. <laughs> it is really funny. But yeah, this movie actually has already surpassed the international intake from John Wick 2, which is really awesome to see. This movie has made over... It's 182 million worldwide, where Chapter 2 was a little over 171. Uh, so, really good stuff for this franchise as it continues. It's, it was a little steep of a drop this week, even with the um, four day weekend. It's still a 45.4% drop, which is, isn't ideal, but at this point, I feel like it's all gravy uh, just because it's already outpassed, surpassed the second one and the budget wasn't too much more expensive. And they already greenlit. They already greenlit Chapter Four, so we're getting more of this. So, uh, really good job by John Wick and just creating this franchise out of nothing. And it'll probably pass two hundred million next week. So that's just this is, this is cool. It's a cool success story. I love this movie. The first thirty minutes of this movie are like the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> and it's, it's amazing. Uh, so every every ounce or every bit of money that this movie gets is just well earned. I love it so much.
2: Yeah, it's cool to see another uh, R-rated franchise kind of come to the forefront and uh, finding a base, keeping that base, and expanding. So I think that's just uh, something else to note. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, this franchise has done a really good job of, like, A, staying consistently good, but B, just, like, becoming bigger every time. Uh, So who knows? Maybe John Wick 4 will outgrow Avatar.
1: (laughs) Does John Wick go to space in the next movie? (laughs)
0: when john oh, wick goes back to time for the time heist that's that's when it'll really come
1: together <laughs> oh gosh keanu so reeves speaking of- i i still keanu reeves just do, do new wrong to me it's amazing i'm sorry I, I ruined your segue there but i just i love keanu reeves he's the greatest
0: <laughs> no you're good i mean the cool thing about john wick is that you know when they go back in 10 years and they've Like, finish this saga and do the prequels. Keanu Reeves can still play John Wick because he doesn't (laughs) age, so there's (laughs) a lot of potential here. Uh, but yeah, going back to time heists, uh, Avengers Endgame is still in the top five at week number five at the box office. It's in third place with 22.3 million, which is still pretty impressive. (laughs) Um, you know, it's just inching ever so closely to Avatar. Um, you know, it's it's a little of a lot as Brennan's brought up a, a bunch. This movie is very top heavy, and so it certainly slowed down quite a bit, but it's still moving a lot better than a lot of the new releases at the same time.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um so I mean the movie took in another seventeen million over the three days, twenty-two million over the four days. This is a pretty good uh pretty good weekend for endgame now, as I did say, and as uh, Colin pointed out as well, it is top-heavy, right? It is kind of a steep drop in comparison to other MCU movies or even in comparison to Infinity War. But this movie is still just a massive movie, right? We're approaching $2.7 billion. Avatar is going to be a battle now. I think this is... It, it's going to be close, in my opinion. Um, I think over the next few weeks, we're really going to see if Endgame can do it or not. Uh, it has surpassed $800 million though, domestically, which is uh, quite a feat on its own. It's going to be kind of a uh, clear... And and strong second place, because uh, Force Awakens, uh, 936 million domestic record, probably won't be broken for a while. Um, but worldwide, it's, it's going to be interesting these next few weeks to see Endgame kind of creep up to Avatar and uh, maybe surpass it as we get into uh, the later weeks of June.
1: Yeah, it needs about another 95-ish million to surpass Avatar, which... I mean, we're at Memorial Day weekend. Kids are starting to get off of school and have more free time on their hands. I could definitely see this movie getting at least another sixty million and its and its run here in the U.S. Um, at the very least. So, I I definitely see this record being broken at some point. I just think I think this just has too much going on. I think that drop for this four-day weekend it was what twenty something percent. That's just, that's just a really solid number for this movie to continue, and it's still playing in o- over 3,800 theaters. Uh, this, I think, this is just it's still creeping, but I think it's going to get there, and maybe by
2: week eight or week nine. I'll I'll do my best here with some devil's advocate for you. Um, <laughs> I think it will be close, just because if you look at kind of this time last year, because Infinity War came out the same weekend um, of 2018. Infinity War made uh, another 51 million from where it is now to get where it ended up domestically. So, and and Endgame is kind of dropping steeper than Infinity War did as a whole. So I think it's I think it will be close. And next weekend we're gonna have um, we're gonna have Godzilla come out. The weekend after that we're gonna see a Dark Phoenix come out, which who knows how that's gonna do. But it's definitely gonna kind of draw on some of the uh, comic book crowd. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens for sure. I I will still say that it it's gonna pass it, but I think it's gonna just pass it.
1: Yeah, I agree there. I don't think it's. I don't. It's going to be a couple million at the most. This margin is not going to be very much. But it's. This is cool to see. We're we're on the we're on the verge of history, brothers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I think it'll they'll get it over there if they have to bring it back for Labor Day, uh, which they probably will. They had the big Marvel marathon last Labor Day, so I wouldn't be surprised if they do something kind of like that. Um, but Disney will find a way to get this over. <laughs> I mean, not that it really matters to them because they own Avatar now, but they'll figure it out. So, yeah, moving on to number four is Detective Pikachu uh, with $17.275 this weekend. Um, Still going pretty well. Um, You know, it's not the monster success that uh, Avengers was. It's not even really as just outright successful as I think Aladdin will end up being. Um but it's still making decent money. Um uh, as far as a video game movie goes, this is making really good money. So yeah, there's there's not a lot to be disappointed with with Pikachu's performance.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. I think that in the realm of video game movies, this is the um most successful in terms of opening weekend last weekend and or sorry, two weekends ago. Um the movie's just continuing to make, make its money. It's up to now three hundred and 57 uh, million worldwide, which is not too bad considering its 150 million dollar budget. So the movie is going to definitely uh, keep, keep going. I think it'll probably pass a 400 million worldwide by the end of its run. I think that's um, almost kind of in sequel territory. I think we'll probably uh, hear some word of that in the next few months, maybe after the uh, uh, this movie hits streaming or home releases and uh, stuff like that. So we'll see what happens, but it, it's definitely doing good for what it is.
1: Yeah, I don't really have much to say about this movie. Interestingly enough, it's just kind of chugging along. It's doing its own thing. Uh, I'm not sure if it has, if it has, still has to open in any um, international uh, markets, but uh, I think, I think, yeah, if this movie can get around to like maybe 20 million right in that range, I think we're definitely in sequel territory. Um, and as you we were talking, I could have sworn that they already greenlit a sequel. So I don't know. Maybe it's just too many. Uh, franchises going through my brain at the moment but uh this movie's doing fine it's doubled its budget and then some so uh it's you can't really complain if you're warner brothers and legendary and pokemon company uh people are seeing it uh it's kind of funny just it's just another ip driven movie that's found its audience so uh, it's it's doing okay it's a pretty decent drop from last week 31 percent. yep for sure
0: so, yeah, and then we'll move on into number five, which was Brightburn debuted this week with a little over $9.5 million, um, on a $6 million budget, or an estimated budget, so that's pretty good. Um, you know, this is a superhero movie, but it doesn't have the recognition or a lot of the power behind it that a normal superhero movie would have coming from, you know, Marvel or DC, um, but it's already um, outgrossing Hellboy right now, at least <laughs> for the uh, opening weekend, so... <laughs> Uh yeah, this is kind of a James Gunn vehicle, but also kind of an anti Superman vehicle. Um it's it's weird to try and decide what box to put this movie in.
1: Yeah, it's it's not quite horror, but it's it's it is hard. It do we let me pose a question to you guys. Do you think Brightburn is a weird title? Like I feel like this movie would I feel like this movie would have made a a lot more money if it was, I don't, I don't know what you would name it, but it's just name it Brandon it
0: feels, after the main character.
1: Yeah, or something. <laughs> it just, it just feels, it just people hear Bright and they're like, what the hell does that mean? Um, but it's, yeah, it's. I just like the uh, marketing material of it is like it's from visionary director James Gunn's brother. <laughs> it's just <laughs> really funny how they've just plastered James Gunn all over this when he's just producing the. The movie but um it definitely has a lot of his hallmarks i'm sure his brothers uh, kind of share the same sentiments as him where it's his non-guardians uh work his are they're all extremely violent and, like shockingly violent in places which this movie is at times um and, and dark and a little sadistic and twisted so uh this movie uh is interesting i'm, I'm curious to see what it does and in, in, in the next couple weeks because uh and I, I think the drop I could see this definitely dropping similar to like a horror film where it's a little more top heavy, which isn't exactly great for um, its prospects considering it only has it only opened to nine and a half million. So but with everything, that six million production budget is just saving it because it's already made 17 million worldwide. So it's doing fine. I'm sure they really marketed the crap out of this one. To, with more like way more than what the production budget is but i this movie is going to just make its money just because that's a great kind of low-risk move to have so that's doing it's going to be fine
2: yeah it's it's pretty neat i mean it is tough like wh- where do you put this movie in kind of uh in in terms of what box you put it in as you guys are pointing out i think that as a pure horror film it does its job um but as an anti-superhero movie or, or sorry superman movie it's pretty interesting because it, it was so cool when the trailer for this came out and you kind of instantly know that this is just uh Superman uh, taking a hard um, left to uh, the dark side. <laughs> but uh, um, it was, it was interesting the way they marketed it. I think maybe a different name could have done, but I don't know what else I'd name it though. Um, I guess that's something you'd have to really brainstorm.
0: Produced by James Gunn, the movie.
2: <laughs> yeah that that probably would have uh opened up to numbers similar to this or if not better so. Um but yeah it's interesting. I I know uh James Gunn and Zack Snyder they've been friends for a little while so I wonder if they uh have talked about this movie at all. <laughs> yeah and I think it's interesting because yeah the trailer
0: market it, markets it as you know this is the anti Superman. I think they start to do that in the movie and they start to see, well, what if, you know, he's being bullied cause he's different and all that. And what if he makes the other decisions, but then they just kind of throw that out the window and they're like, no hive mind. And it just kind of falls into some alien nonsense. And I feel like they missed a lot of the potential in the movie. And I mean, I am impressed by what they were able to do on such a small budget. Right. Um, like, you definitely see they keep the locations and the characters pretty small. Like you never really have more than two or three people in a scene. Um, but they're able to do a lot with it horror wise. And so I thought it lived up to my expectations on that end. But as far as like actually seeing out what an anti Superman would look like, I get missed the mark by quite a bit.
1: Yeah, it's. I'm. This movie is. It's fine in all respects, personally. Like, it's. It's never remarkable, ever. Uh, but it's like. It's just incredibly competent in terms of. Uh, you. Kind of have good spatial awareness characters are drawn out it uh, moves from beat to beat um yeah it, it, it does feel like it has something missing though it's except for, except for those really out of nowhere shocking moments of, of <laughs> just like body horror or just like just carnage it, there's nothing really to hang your hat on with this movie because it's it's similar to many horror movies where it's like the creepy kid goes bad breaks bad and but just he's just Kind of superman superman light um so it's just yeah it's there's nothing too interesting too deep with what it's talking about it's just kind of an interesting take i guess on all of this just to kind of capitalize on the superhero craze so um I thought this movie was fine but yeah if i had to grade this movie it would probably be a b minus um doesn't really it's like the lowest recommend possible just because it's just competent and has some interesting moments and there's nothing that's really horrendous in this movie at all. It's just kind of there. Um at, at a lot of parts and pretty generic in a lot of moments with character beats and uh just parent parenthood type of things. Um I'm just probably gonna, not going to remember this movie kind of quickly and that feels like that's kind of a missed opportunity because I feel like I feel like this could have been like the breakout indie-ish hit of the summer if it was like if it was more confidently produced or if there was like a certain wow factor to it. So I like think this movie might disappear rather quickly. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. There's, I just don't see it
0: lasting very long, um, and I think, think it's kind of going to end up like Pet Cemetery was. You know, Pet Cemetery there was a decent amount of hype around it, I guess. Um, but yeah, just debuted and dropped off the map. And um, I feel like Brightburn is probably going to do kind of the same. I mean, it's already made back its production budget, so you know, it's going to be not a huge success, but a decent success. So it, it definitely leaves room for sequels. I just don't know if it'll get any.
1: Yeah, I don't either. It's just, it's, it's kind of, it's a moderate missed opportunity. Like I mentioned before, there's just, there's a lot of room here that it could have explored. that I just never really did. And it's just, that's just kind of a bummer to see sometimes. Cause this is a, this is a pretty neat little premise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see, but it's just yeah, it's it's fine. <laughs> I got yeah. nothing else to one thing, say.
0: <laughs> one thing I did notice today, uh, watching Endgame again with my family, is the kid who plays Brightburn is uh, when <laughs> Ant Man becomes a kid. It's the same actor. Uh, it's a little shared universe it? connection there. Oh my yeah. goodness! Yeah, <laughs> it's I funny.
2: Just, I'm kind of picturing that now. Yeah, you're right. Oh wow! Mind so blow. yeah.
0: Um, I think that kind of wraps up this Memorial Day weekend. Um, Brennan, I know you wanted to talk about some of the previous Memorial Day weekend successes and failures we've had.
2: Oh yeah. Well, as I just said earlier, I think, uh, I think it's just important to highlight that. It seems like it is these movies that need a little bit of that extra help. As I stated, like uh solo last year, some of the uh, lead up to it was a little bit negative. So they needed that Memorial Day bump. I think Aladdin is definitely the same and, I am interested, interested to see next year if kind of the same uh, sort of thing happens um, with with whatever uh, becomes a Memorial Day weekend release next year. But I think with Aladdin, they're happy with what they did this weekend for sure.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think you know Disney's still got two other live action remakes coming up this year, so they've got plenty of room on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah that kind of wraps up the top five and then moving into another debut this week was book smart. It didn't crack the top five got pretty close to Brightburn, but ended up around 8.69, almost 8.7 million. Um, And so it's, it's not been a huge success so far, Um, but I've seen the movie. Everyone I've talked to who's, who's seen the movie has loved it. I think it's really smart. It weirdly presents a lot of, High school movie stereotypes, but also breaks them at the same time, um, and I just I just thought it was a phenomenal movie, especially for Olivia Wilde's directorial debut.
1: Yep, I love this movie. This is this is probably going to be one of my favorites of the year. Uh, it's hilarious. Uh, I can't remember the last time I laughed this hard at a movie. Uh, really, really great. And between this and for Olivia Wilde, she came out with a movie a couple a couple months ago. I don't know if either of you guys have seen it. It's called A Vigilante. Um, where she's in it, and it's kind of like a good dramatic turn for her where she kind of plays, uh, I guess she's a vigilante, the title, but uh, <laughs> she's kind of just goes around and helps women who were affected by abuse because her husband was abusive in the past, so um, it's really well done. So between, this, between that and Booksmart, this is like a new chapter in Olivia Wilde's career, which is really cool to see. Um, I really would have liked to see this movie break into the top ten. I think um, just a lot of a lot of studios around Hollywood were pretty inter- interested to see how Smart would do because they kind of want to make more more of these movies where it's just kind of a fun comedic romp from start to finish with some heart. And um, we don't get a lot of movies like this anymore, which is interesting. Um, my mind immediately went to Superbad, which I think is a pretty stereotypical uh, comparison there because it's high school all-in-one-night movie type of thing, but uh, it, back in those days, back in was that a decade ago or something like that, where it just seemed like movies like this were coming out all the time, so uh, it's I really would have liked to see this movie do better. Um, all three of us couldn't find production budget numbers on this movie, so we don't know if it's outpacing um, its production budget or where it is in comparison to that, so uh, I really hope that this movie has a decent drop to week week drop to drop. Uh, so I don't know. It's it's I think it's to to be determined with this movie, and I really hope it does better because I really really love
2: it. Yeah, I think if it has a uh, decent drop, I think next weekend next week it can make a a decent chunk of chunk of change because uh, next weekend there isn't really something like this uh, coming out. Um, uh, so so I think definitely next weekend is kind of the time where this movie should probably get just a, a respectable drop, make, make a little bit more cash and turn a solid profit. And then we'll see how it does also when it debuts in foreign markets because it didn't get a uh, day and date release and it didn't come out everywhere at the same time. It's just mainly here in North America right now. So we'll see kind of what happens uh, as in the next few weeks as it opens up in foreign markets as well. We'll see how it uh, plays out there. But I think at, at this point, I think they're a little bit upset with how it turned out. But as we said, we don't know the... Production budget exactly, so we'll we'll see how it how it progresses uh, on a week to week basis.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, really like to see this be a huge success, um, but unfortunately, it just hasn't quite pulled that yet. And I mean, if we had budget, it put it in a little bit more perspective. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard to get a bead on the legacy of this movie at, at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was, I, I again, I thought it was great. Um, I know the people general the general opinion about, around it has been that this movie is great, um, so I really hope that it has a lasting legacy.
1: Yeah, I definitely think it's gonna find its audience at some point, whether that's in theaters or out of the, or outside when when it hits streaming or anything like that, because it's very accessible. It's just a really fun kind of 2019 look at crazy high school movies <laughs> uh, with really great cast, really interesting and. Just really funny and like yeah I, my theater was howling when I saw this movie uh, so I think it's just a matter of getting the word out so hopefully this podcast does something for that but uh, I think this movie is going to have its devoted fans it just I hope that it's a little uh, bigger than it is right now so uh, yeah we'll see interesting interesting to see in future weeks.
0: Yeah when this becomes a success I really hope Olivia Wilde gives us a shout out because <laughs> <laughs>
1: I actually have her on speed dog guys. We can get her on. The <laughs> oh, well, uh, yeah,
0: I, I feel like that's uh, our next step for next week. Um,
1: yeah, we can ask her about the change up. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Cowboys and aliens. Was she uh,
0: man. Yeah. Know. She was in that movie. <laughs> Tron legacy. Um, just rehash all the old memories.
2: Yeah. Man. Next weekend is definitely going to be a very fun one though, in terms of uh, box office numbers. With some major releases, we're going to see uh, Godzilla: King of the Monsters come out, which is um, uh, shamelessly my number one most anticipated film of 2019. I'm pretty hyped. <laughs> um, we're also going to see um, Rocket Man next weekend, which is it is R-rated. I'm pretty sure, so it's not going to pull Bohemian Rhapsody numbers, but this should still be a pretty Good success worldwide. We're also going to see Ma come out next weekend, which is something that I am actually quite excited for. We <laughs> <Me> too. <laughs> and it, it, it's kind of become becoming a a meme right now, and I think that's definitely going to help drive its box office numbers next weekend. I'm pretty hyped because I think that it could turn out to be um, a a fun horror film, and it's cool to see Octavia Spencer kind of branching out or trying trying this uh, role. So I'm I'm quite hyped for all three movies next weekend.
1: I think that yeah, I'm- I'm actually really looking forward to Ma. It's really weird. Um, first time I saw that trailer, I thought it looked really, really stupid. But I've kind of, like you said, I've, I'm, in, I'm into the memes. Memes are my life. Uh, and Octavia Spencer is just doing weird things in this movie uh, where she's like cutting, maybe cutting people's dicks off or sewing their mouth shut. I don't know. It just sounds, it just looks crazy. Um, I feel like it's going to be one of those movies where... Horror fans just love it because it's just so deranged, and then it has it'll have its audience if it's even remotely done well. So, uh, um, but yeah, that's gonna be third next week. Uh, there's no question that Rocket Man and um, Godzilla are gonna kind of lead the way here. I'm um, interested to see what Rocket Man Rocket Man does, and I'm interested to see what you have to say, Colin, because I think this movie could that has the potential of being a breakaway hit that just stays in theaters for forever, kind of like what the Greatest Showman did. Where it just it doesn't necessarily open really really high, but people just keep going to see it. The week to week drops are just incredibly low, so um, that could something that they'd be interested to see. And I think Paramount really needs this movie to do well because they're struggling. But uh, yeah, I'm really so, yeah, interested. This, this is gonna be fun.
0: This is actually my most anticipated movie for next week is Rocket Man. Um, I I'm a pretty I'm I'm not like a huge Elton John fan, but I mean I like his music. Um, grew up with it. And I'm just excited to see uh, Taron Egerton take a crack at it. You know, they've got Elton John's endorsement behind this one, which was missing was kind of what was missing from Bohemian Rhapsody is the remaining members of the band weren't completely on board with with, uh, you know, a more in-depth look at themselves. Focus was kept more on Freddie, And so I'm excited to see this movie not pull its punches, which most of the early reactions I've heard so far have kind of said this is what separates it out. And yeah, I think this will kind of click in the same way that Bohemian did or the Greatest Showman did. And people just like going to go listen to music they listened to as a kid.
1: Yeah, I think I really like the idea of, because there's just been so many band biopics, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody, and we had The Dirt on Netflix earlier this year, which apparently no one liked. Uh, <laughs> but now we have this. But I really like the idea of this being a fantastical look where it's, all his all his songs kind of break out into these crazy dance numbers and just magical, just like some type of like real like surrealism type of element to it, which seems really fun. I think that's a, that's a really cool uh, way just to kind of to differentiate this from the just the rest of the these same movies out there.
2: Yeah, and I think the also the fact that Taron Egerton is singing, he's actually going to be singing in this, which is um, I, I'm pretty sure that's that's true. I'm I'm quite sure that he's actually. Uh, singing yeah he is yeah so that 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 really blew me away when i found that out and i think that uh definitely bodes well for him as the year progresses um we'll see what happens i'm pretty excited for this film overall though uh i i'd like to see a cool blend of biopic and musical, so it it should be really really interesting and i'm definitely excited to see it
0: yeah i've talked about it um in private with you guys before i don't know if i've actually gone too in-depth into it on the podcast but my expectations for Godzilla just aren't that great. Um, I, I really think we're going to be looking at like a Transformers Dark of the Moon here just with giant Oof. monsters instead of giant robots. I would love for this to be great, but I don't know. I, I think it's going to miss the mark again.
2: They're bringing back the theme from the uh, old uh, Toho Godzilla films, so I'm, I'm hyped, so here we go. <laughs> Colin, did, did you see a, an
1: IMAX preview of this movie? It was like a 5... Like five, 10 minute clip or something like that from
0: it? Yeah. uh, It was was basically like an extended um, version of the trailer. Um, Okay. Yeah. I'd honestly forgotten I'd seen that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I can't believe I remember that either. Yeah. It was
2: was Shazam, I believe, uh, right?
0: Yeah. It was probably Shazam. And they, it's more of like them actually going to wake up Godzilla. And so they don't, show you just the really cool part outside of what you've already seen in the trailers. Uh, But yeah, I just kind of got the vibe that they're missing the mark of, you know, kind of rooting it into a sensical story and they're just going to try and throw as many monsters at you as they can.
2: Well, I think they're probably going to... We'll see what happens. I think the marketing material has been great in my personal opinion. I think the way they're... uh, Just the visuals look incredible. I think that the monsters in general just look great because they're not really... I mean, they are monsters, but they're, they're really treating them like truly unworldly beings uh, in, in the trailers. Like they're the the, the music they use, even just the, the piano riffs, like they're kind of treating it like it's a beautiful spectacle. But I mean, you look back in the uh, 2014 Godzilla, uh, the first entry in this monster verse. That's a film that while it got mixed reviews from critics, some liked it, some didn't. And from fans, uh, most fans kind of wanted to see more Godzilla. Maybe they're going to go completely uh, off the deep end and just give us all... Uh, uh, of Godzilla and not really hold back like they did in the first one.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those things where from the, when I saw the first movie or the I guess the 2014 version, not the first one because there's been 5 billion Godzilla movies. But uh <laughs> like just all I remember from that movie is uh one is Taylor uh Aaron Taylor Johnson being boring and then two just Godzilla's atomic breath which was like the greatest thing <laughs> ever. And I think I almost just like shit my pants watching that in the theaters. That was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. So um, if there's just more of that, um, if there's just crazy monster action, I mean, this is one of the few things like these Godzilla and these crazy monster movies, this is one of the few where I'm just like, I don't care about story or interpersonal connection. Just give me ridiculously awesome action and really cool spectacle. And if everything around that is like fine, if it just works, if it's just coherent, then I'm typically okay with these type of things because I don't know. I don't go to Godzilla, King of the Monsters for <laughs> for Oscar winning drama, so uh, yeah. So I don't know. I just I just want to see stupid things just smash them at each other for two hours, and I'll be satiated. I'll
0: yeah,
2: and, and, out, uh... Oh yeah. Go ahead, Colin.
0: Oh yeah. Like I'm I'm all for that, and like I'm I'm down to watch <laughs> monsters punch each other and be entertained. I'm just kind of afraid it'll be pretentious, where they, like, kind of like Transformers, and uh, unfortunately, that's what I'm going to compare it to until I see it. <laughs> um, where they think they're being really profound, or like, uh, no, I'm going to compare it to Justice League. That's that's where I'm going with this. Where, you know, the, the people behind it are just like, yeah, we made this really thought-provoking, um, Godfather of monster movies, and you know, it's just a chaotic mess. Um, so I'm hoping to be wrong about this. Um, I'm gonna watch the original Godzilla, or the original, the remake Godzilla tonight. Um, I haven't seen that one since it came out like five years ago, so maybe that'll get me more excited and more invested in it. But for now, I'm being pretty apprehensive about it.
2: I mean, I think that uh, it's all leading up to next year with Kong v. Godzilla. We're finally gonna see yeah. that. <laughs> so uh, that that's gonna be that's gonna be the pretentious one.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I did enjoy Kong Skull Island for what it was.
2: Yeah, I think that was more of a just uh, uh, mindless action film. Uh, th- that was just a f- just a fun movie to watch overall. It's Jurassic Park, but with a giant ape. Yeah. And uh, also, Whatever I want to the... point out just for you guys, if you guys, um, anyone with a Snapchat, there's a Maw filter now, I believe, that you can <laughs> uh, set up the filter where Maw comes up and it looks like you're on FaceTime with her. So that's something that you don't want to miss that's out. That's creepy.
1: On i don't like i don't like that i'm not going to be on snapchat for the next week thank you brennan
0: yeah i just deleted it from my phone thanks a lot
1: god damn that's weird first we have first we have the the boy girl filter then we have the baby filter and then we have this like snapchat you gotta relax a little bit you're doing the most and we you're at like a 12 we need you we need you at like a three or four this is a little ridiculous
0: There's the fat boa filter. That's what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that kind of wraps up everything going on at the box office over Memorial Day weekend. Um, Next weekend, again, should be pretty competitive. We'll kind of see what Aladdin's overall run is going to look like with a little bit more clarity next week. just as it comes face-to-face with Godzilla's supposed to be a pretty big blockbuster. So there's a lot to... A lot a lot of competition coming up thanks for listening to this episode of the movie Babel podcast again you can check us out online at moviebabelreviews.com and join us next week as we break down the opening weekend of godzilla king of the monsters as well as rocket man and maz